Blog Talk Radio. Charmaine Day with Pussy Report Number One. That's Pearls of Wisdom Underground Christian Crew Intelligence Report. Tell him all. Tell him all you're going through. He'll comprehend. He is your friend. Sometimes it feels like you're all alone in a world that can often be cruel. But God has been there for you. He's never abandoned you. So tell him all. Tell him all you're going through. He'll comprehend. He is your friend. When you feel like you can't make it, and every day getting up is faking it, he'll give you the strength that you need, even if your face is as small as a mustard seed. So tell him. Tell him all, because you know what I got? I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got, I got, I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got, I got, I got Jesus. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got, I got, I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got, I got, I got Jesus. Can you tell what the rock is cooking? I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got, I got, I got Jesus. Can you feel what the rock is cooking? Do you know what the rock is cooking? I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got, I got, I got Jesus. If you know Jesus, raise your hands. Raise them. If you know Jesus, clap your feet. Your feet. If you know Jesus, walk to the left, walk to the right, walk, 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 walk to the left, walk to the right. Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Stomp your feet. Stomp your feet. No one can tell you what you know. No one can make you feel what you don't feel. If you can't feel what the rock is cooking, what do you know? I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got, I got, I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got, I got, I got Jesus. If you have Jesus, 
raise your hand. If you got Jesus, stomp, stomp your feet. If you got Jesus, clap, clap your hands. I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got, I got, I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got, I got, I got Jesus. Do you know what you know what you know? I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got, I got, I got Jesus. Guess what, people? We're coming to the end. I got Jesus, you got Jesus, I got, you got, you got Jesus. Hello, hello to the very, very special person listening to this broadcast. Welcome to another episode of Taboo Talk, featuring your very own pastor and Christian consultant, me, Lady Charmaine Day. Today's show is guaranteed to be full of sensitive, intimate, natural conversations rarely talked about in the Christian community. So now, get ready for your weekly spiritual consultation. Are you ready? Great. Let's begin. So how have you been, everyone? I know you're doing good because I hear great, great, great things about you. You know, as always, I check up to find out how are the listeners of Taboo Talk Talk doing. And all I hear are good, great progress report. Like, wow, that person is such an inspiration to me. They make God look good. You know, they inspire me to get my Bible up and, and looking at that. And I tell you, you just never know who's looking. Like today, I got inspired by the new member on Taboo Talk, Shermaine Sanders. Shermaine, welcome to the online community. I got inspired by our online person who's just going out and getting new people, Sabrina. Sabrina, thank you so much for being at our online community and always Mo Smith for holding it down. You know, you make God look good, and so do you, listener. If I haven't uh, mentioned your name, send me an email through our online community, and I will make sure I say hello to you today. Okay, so we've been doing our minding our own P's and Q's. And do you remember what that stands for? The P stands for peace, physical fitness, and prosperity. Now, as you recall, when we talked about physical fitness, we had subject matter expert Dr. Dyer Lanier come on and tell us how we need to get in shape because if we didn't, there were some things that, you know, could happen like diabetes or high cholesterol or high blood pressure, and we don't want anybody getting sick now, do we? So have you been exercising? I tell you the truth. Whew, this has been a difficult mission. I've been exercising a little bit. And I just tell you, yesterday, I went up, like, it seemed like 10 flights of stairs going uh, from the bottom of uh, Yankee Stadium to the top, uh, trying to catch a train. And I was still winded. So I got a long way to go, people. (laughs) I don't know about you, but Lady Charmaine Dave needs to keep on exercising until getting up six or 10 flights of stairs. I could just be like Rocky, I want to get to the top and be like, yeah, I made it. 
so people, we're going to get there. Remember she told us it was six weeks, six months, until we get to that feeling. Well, Dr. Dialuni, I'm holding you to that. Hey, Sabrina, Sabrina, welcome to the chat room. I see you. Welcome to the chat room on Taboo Talk. So anyway, I'm telling you, it, it's taking some time for me to work on getting physically fit, so I know it's taking you some time, but we're doing it together. So let's continue to do it together. And then last week I talked to you guys about having peace of mind and how that's priceless, how you get to it, and how you keep it. And I know for a fact, because I went up and had a conversation with Jesus. I said, Jesus, do you still have the listeners of Taboo Talk in the middle of your hand? He said, nobody snatched, has been snatched out of my hand. You see, they're still there. I said, yep, Jesus, I see all the Taboo Talk listeners there in the palm of your hand. So I know we got peace of mind. We all right. And when those people came up, trying to snatch us out of Jesus' hand, he quickly sent the dream, sent the person, place or thing to remove that negativity from my midst. Because I know for a fact, I had a, a dream last night. Somebody wasn't supposed to be in my life. God was revealing them to me. They snatched. See how it goes? God will do that for you. So you know what? Just keep yourself prayed up, and and good things will happen for you. So today we get to the third P, which is on prosperity, okay, because we got the physical fitness working, we got our peace of mind, and we ain't letting nobody steal our joy. Now we got to talk about prosperity. Hmm. So you ready for that? Good, because I'm ready too. Now, I was talking to the CEO of Blue Samurai Incorporated. His name is Ralph Davis. And Brother Ralph said, I want you to give a particular message to these people around prosperity so people can understand why you are empowered by God to speak. I said, okay, uh, when the CEO takes time out to speak to you, you listen. So Brother Ralph Davis, thank you for this message I'm about to give. This is a, uh, me and him talked about it, and I want you to know. Uh, Brother Ralph Davis is a black belt several degree black belt in the uh, in Japanese style of martial arts and he's known as sensei and he told me that a sensei is a teacher in Japan and that the word sensei means one who has come before already went down the path that their student is going down so that they can show them the way so people <laughs> I've already been down the road of physical fitness you know Anybody pick up my book? No, I could drop down to 120 pounds. I've always been 120 pounds. Right now I got this weight on me so that we could go through this weight loss process together again because I know how to be successful in getting that done. And on peace of mind, God showed me what it is to be in a state of not having peace and how to get that, and I shared that with you. Now on prosperity. Brother Ralph was saying, you know what, I don't know anybody better to talk to the people about prosperity than you because God knows he has blessed you with a money-making mind and you've had millions of dollars. You know how to make money. You've always had a six-figure income. You need to turn around and tell people how to get prosperity. So I want to do that. And a second message that he shared with me that he wants you guys to know is that it's important for us to understand that these three P's are key, peace of mind, physical fitness, and prosperity, because we all are going to leave a legacy behind. What's your legacy saying? 
He wants you to know that to preserve your legacy, you do more than teach. You change lives, okay? And right now, as a sensei, he's being called to remember this. To preserve your legacy, you do more than teach. So I hope that I'm doing more than teaching people of Taboo Talk. I'm empowering you to change your life. So let's get on to prosperity. As all of you know, I mentioned last week that I owned Brownstone in Harlem. But, you know, how in the world did I get that? You know, and what's the story? Because everything has a story. Well, me and my ex-husband were planning on having children, and my ex-husband said, look, if you want to have kids, we got to have a house, and it's got to be the house I want. Now, let me tell you something. You tell a black woman in her baby-making years, the, the keys to having the mother load of children, she's going to do whatever it takes to have kids. So I was like, okay, baby doll, all you got to say is the house you want. I'm, it's done like popcorn because then we're going we gonna to have babies, right? <laughs> so he told me one day he walks in the house. He's like, look, I want a brownstone. I'm like, okay, big deal. You know, I'm, you know, I'm not from the city, so I don't know what a brownstone is. You know, I know houses in Roosevelt. You know, a house, brownstone, what's the big deal? So I started asking questions. I was like, "Oh, okay. Um, can we? How do you get a brownstone? What's brownstone? What does it look like? Smell like? Feel like?" So I asked my cousin Karen. I said, "Karen, you know, you got a brownstone. You know, I want to get a brownstone. How do I do this?" She said, "Just start looking for programs and for a good deal for to get your money's worth." So I, I did some research and I found out about this program called Officer Next Door. So I told my husband about it and we did some research. There happened to be a lottery at the time, and there were 13 properties in Harlem. So we went around to all 13 houses. We took pictures of the 13 houses, and then we came home, We and we applied to the lottery. Now, there were 958 people who applied with us, 958. There were 13 houses. We come home from putting in our, in our request. My husband said to me straight as the sky is blue. Look, we looked at these houses. This is my choice number one, which was 32 Edgecombe. He told me choice number two, choice number three. He said, we get choice number one, we're going to have babies. Go get me choice number one. So I, I never questioned the statement of how in the world do you get whatever you want out of a lotto and, and there's 13 houses and 958 applications. I looked him straight in the eye. I said, straight up, no chase, I'm going to go to Jesus. He said, you go to Jesus, because I know he's seen some miracles with me. I said, okay. That was all we had to say. I went down to the church that was on the block at, with my brownstone, and I walked up to the minister. Now, it happened to be a seven-day Adventist church. I know nothing about seven-day Adventists, but if you are the church on my block, I'm going to get to know you personally. So I walked up to the minister. I said, minister, I want to get a brownstone on this block, 32 Edgecombe. He looked at me. He fell out laughing. He said, the chances of you getting this brownstone is like one in a million. I said, I don't care what you say. I said, I serve Jesus. I said, there has to be a scripture I could stand on. He says, have you ever heard about the scripture, uh, two fish and five loaves? I said, yes, I know that scripture. He says, well, when you understand multiplication, you're going to get that house. I said, okay, and I left. So then I had a dream, and God was like, you know what, you need to have faith, multiplication, and you really need to understand what that minister was saying about getting that house. 
So the next day I went back to the minister. I said, look, can you please explain to me what you meant? Because I have and this is a revelation. So, you know, can can we go over it? He said, okay. So we opened up the Bible to Matthews 14. Uh, and in Matthews 14, verse 15, it says, Evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Verse 16, Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. So the disciples said, We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Jesus said, Bring them here to me. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. So I said, sir, that said 5,000. There were two fish, five loaves, and they said 5,000 and had some left over. He said yes. So I said, okay. So I said, so the secret ingredient is that Jesus saw the situation. He saw what resources he had, which, which was little to nothing. But he had faith. He looked to God, and he got what he wanted. He didn't doubt for a second that he was going to feed everybody who was there. He didn't even ask how many people were there, did he? Because it doesn't say Jesus said how many people are there. Nope. He said, bring me what you got. We're going to feed everybody. He said, yes. He said, that's what you need to know. I said, okay. He says, what you about to do next? I said, I'm going to go down to my house, and I'm going to claim my house, and I'm going to meet every neighbor on the block because I'm going to be moving here in the next <laughs> 10 months. The man said, no, you're not going to be in the middle of Harlem claiming your house and me and all these neighbors. Do you understand what row we on? I said, I don't care what row we on. I don't, this ain't no plantation. This is what I'm going to do. So I, he, he said, I'm going to watch this. He started calling up all the neighbors. Come outside. We got a sister here that's going to do something. I said, all right. I went. All the neighbors came outside. He called everybody. I went up. The house was boarded up. I went up to that house. I had on me, I always carry perfume or lotion. I had some Victoria's Secret peach lotion. That was the lotion I was using. I walked up to the front door. I said, in the name of Jesus, this house is my house. This is the home me and my husband are moving to. In the name of Jesus, I claim it. I started speaking in tongues. I started, I read this scripture that he just read to me from forward to backwards. And I said, it's claimed. And then I sprayed the whole house with Victoria's Secret lotion <laughs> the neighbors were looking at me i said hi neighbor how you doing my name is mrs charmaine taylor let me come and meet you i went up to them met them they were like oh you gonna be our new neighbor i said yes it's my house they said you won the lotto i said yes i won the lotto <laughs> so they were like okay so the next day i said honey we need to go down there and meet our neighbors he was like no we're not no we're not gonna go meet our neighbors till we get the paper i said no we're gonna go meet our neighbors Come on down there with me. You said get the house, I got the house. <laughs> he was like, are you serious? I was like, I'm serious. So we went down to the block, knocked on the woman's door. I said, this is my husband. Get get to know him because we're moving in here. So that she had us and we had some tea. Ten months later, right, the lotto numbers come up. We in Cancun. I said to my husband, 
I, we were arguing about the house. I said, I told you, I don't care what the lotto system said. I believe in the name of Jesus, we got this house. So I said, I bet you money. We, when we come home, you're going to see that house is going to be in our name. We're going to be number two on the list, and and, and, and that's going to be good enough for us to get it. My sister, my brother, they were there. This was set on film because we were, we were doing like a little round discussion. We get home. There was a letter from um, the uh, property. Guess what? Number two was our number, and number two is my number. I'm born in the month of February. My line number was uh, number two. He was like, this is not good enough because number one may need it. I said, I don't care if number one wants the house or not. We got this house. Another 30 days pass. We go to pick out our houses out of the 13. We sit down. My husband's sweating because he thinks, oh, number one, pick this house. I said, no. Realtor said, I said, before you open your mouth, Realtor, I know you're going to tell us we're getting 32 Edgecombe. I said, because, see, that's the house my husband wants. He said, you know what, number one dropped out. Y'all are now number one on the list. What house did you say you wanted? I said, Sonny, sign a contract. I got up and left. So let's talk about prosperity and what you need to do, people. Okay? First of all, I can prove everything I just said. I still had the letter from the property. I still had the fact that there were 958 people in the lotto and that we were number two. I had the fact of the date and time we met with the person. He told us that number one dropped out. We came number two on the property. But fast forward to the story. Let me tell you how good God becomes, okay? When I claim something in the name of Jesus, Jesus makes it the best in the world. Three months later, the New York Times does an article on Harlem and the new structure of Harlem. And guess what uh, house they featured as the the house in Harlem that you need to have? My house, 32 Edgecombe, featured in the New York Times. My husband was so happy, he cut out that article and made a plaque. Now, what you need, people, what you need, I don't care what the world says. I don't care if people tell you you can't. You got to have faith that's unmovable. You got to believe, despite what you see, that if you ask Jesus to bless you with something that is your heart's desire, and it's in, and, and it's not against His word, because God says He's going to give us our heart's desires. He's going to make us the head, not the tail. Then, hello, you're going to get it. Don't flinch. I don't care if your husband, your sisters, your brothers, your mother, your father, everybody say you crazy, you cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. You say, yeah, I'm crazy for cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And they told Jesus, are you crazy? We can't feed a multitude of 5,000 people with two loaves, two fish and five loaves. They looked at him like he was on crack. Jesus didn't flinch. We don't need to flinch either. Multiplication, people. How do you multiply? So people say, oh, well, y'all got money. Y'all have money. So that's how you could put a down payment on a brownstone. No, 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 no. I never said I had money. I said I understood multiplication. I didn't ask Jesus how in the world I was going to have a down payment on a freaking brownstone. First of all, I didn't even know how much these things cost. But <laughs> you know what? I believe that God was going to make out a way, a way out of no way. And you can ask uh, my ex-husband. Did somebody just walk up to us and give us a down payment for our our, um, our brownstone? Yes, they did. I even said to that one, I said, now, see, I don't even believe that. Are you having sexual relations with this woman? Because <laughs> I'm 
was like, I was like, and, and, and really, what in the world? Why does she want to give us all this money? He was like, just because we are an example of God. She heard our testimony. She was moved by it. She just wanted to be a part of the story. So I was like, okay, let me meet her. I met her. I knew for a fact that she was a woman of God. God really did move her heart to give us all this money. I said, look, let me tell you something. I sold up businesses. I said, you can't just hand us this money. Um, let me write us a contract and, and get on a payment plan, and, and we pay you something. Cause I said, because, you know, this way you protected, unprotected, okay? She was like, whatever you want to do. I said, I ain't never experienced this. But when you start believing in Jesus, Jesus will make a way. Now, people, that principle that Jesus did in the Bible, that worked for Jesus. That principle still works today. That principle happened for me in the year 2000. It still works for me in the year 2008. It will work for you. You have to have faith. Then you have to understand multiplication. The way things multiply is if you believe in something in your brain, even if you don't have the physical to back it up, your brain don't know the difference between actual and reality. Matter of fact, the brain is not going to stop believing until reality becomes your belief system. My father, Raymond Day, told me, the moment you want something, truly want something, and believe it 100%, it becomes reality. He gave me this uh, example my dad told me. He said, you know what, nothing on this planet existed before someone wanted it. I said, Dad, what you mean? He said, think about the light bulb. Look up at the light bulb. I said, okay. Did that light bulb exist before someone created it? No. Don't you think somebody needed, wanted it before? I mean, they had to think it in order for it to become. But the moment they started thinking on it, it became a reality. Everything was thought of in the brain before it came reality. Let me tell you something else about multiplication, too. You better hop on the, the dreams that you have and the things that God gives you. Because what you don't want is division, subtraction, for your blessings to be taken away. And I got a story behind that because with prosperity comes multiplication. But if you don't understand what division and subtraction is and you didn't study math, you messed up. Okay, I'll give you an example of the, the negative side, how the negative could work. Okay. So back in 1994, I started wearing thongs. You know, women wear panties. I started wearing thongs. Now, when you wear panties, okay, there's such a thing called a panty liner. But in 1994, there was no thing as a, uh, a thong liner. I checked. I went and looked all around. There was no thong liner. So I started modifying a, a, a panty liner to fit into my thong liner. Then I drew what I called a thong liner, and I called it a thong liner. So I said, Honey, I went up to my, my husband, I went up to my brother. I said, look, this is a thong liner. We can make billions of dollars because women like to be fresh and, 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 and have protection in the underwear. I said, now, there is no thong liner. My husband was like, you know what, you always be having the odds. No, just leave me alone, blah, 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 we got to get married, blah, blah, worry about that. I said, okay. I went up to my brother. I said, Nigel, I don't know how to draw a uh, uh, engineering, schematic, whatever, blueprint, can you draw this for me and submit it to the patent office so I could so I could get this going because I don't know what to do. I said, you're an electrical engineer. He was like, 
I, you know, I'm, I'm working right now since I get back to you. But he got busy. So, okay. One day I opened up the Jet magazine. It was like a year later. I didn't do nothing because, you know, I was like, I can't do this. What can I do? I need a man to help me. Boom, a year later I opened up Jet. There was this beautiful woman's black behind sitting there. And the, there was this line that said, you see, there is nothing showing. I said, what are they talking about? They were like, next line, always, thong line up. I screamed. Oh, you talking about screaming? My husband and my brother happened to have been there that day. They said, what is wrong? Did you see a mouse or something? What's wrong? I said, oh, my God, my invention came to pass. I begged y'all to help me. See, look at my dream. Look at my dream. I ain't never. I, look, I screamed. I don't think, I don't know how long I screamed for. They were like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think a whole hour I screamed. Yeah, Sabrina, I had that idea. Dang, Sabrina in the chat room said, dang, you had that idea? I'm like, yeah, Sabrina, I had that idea. I fell the hell out. It took me like a whole week. I had to take a vacation to release and get myself together. But you know what it showed me? Division. People, God give you a multi-billion dollar idea. You better move. <laughs> oh, guess what? It's going to move away from you. Way idea, the way ideas happen, and my father explained what happened to me because I had to go to my dad. I said, Dad, you got to help me get my brain back together. He was like, let me tell you something. You can have an idea, and eight people have the same idea at the same time as you. It's the person who comes to the market first that get, that get it. They don't care about number two in a race. Most people care about number one. He said, you know what, just like the bra. Someone else came up with the invention for the bra, right? But we don't even know what they called it. We just care about number one. I said, you're right about that. People, that's how it works. So multiplication, the moment my husband said he, the house that he wanted was what number I didn't care about number two, three, four, five, six, seven. I didn't care. Focus was number one. I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on number one. I'm going to do what I have to do in order to multiply this idea, because I never want to experience division again. <laughs> Had that happen once. That was in 1994. I, I, I ain't ne- This 2000. I learned my lesson. We're we going to hop on this. And see, when you hop on it, boom. See how things, you see how the whole story goes? Now, it's still the number one property in Harlem. It's still. <laughs> and that was my husband's dream. Guess who's living there right now? He is. He got his happiness. And I'm happy for him. Because when we divorced, he wanted that house. I was like, take that house. Take it. I just want my business. And all of my ideas. Because you entitled to 50%. <laughs> say X nay to your 50%. I say X nay to my 50% of the house. <laughs> and he was like, okay, okay. We left it at that. I wish him the West. And then now, look, thank God, these ideas that I'm doing, I started my business in 2000. I don't own nobody, nothing, no part of my, my business, just like I don't have no dog in his pony. But you know what? We both share in that testimony, and right now I could get up on Taboo Talk and tell you, I stood I stood for his his. What he wanted, that was my husband, and it came to pass. Now, I believe and have faith for some things, like 
Unlimited Help Incorporated, like my ministry, like radio. When you walk and have faith in God, things happen at lightning speed. My family would tell you, we know when God's got his hand on you. Because you would say, look, I want to do radio. Ma, I call my mother up. I'm like, Ma, I was praying for three days. I fasted for three days. I don't know how to get on the radio and do the radio. I said, but at the same time, I said, I'm believing the Jesus for it. She said, you know what? And she called me Trinket. She said, Trinket, just pray. We know when you pray, something's going to happen, something's going to reveal itself. Okay, do you need me to bring you some food? I said, no. Third day, I called my mom up. I'm like, Ma, guess what? God just showed me how to get a radio show. He said, go check your email. <laughs> she said, are you serious? I said, I'm going to go check my email. Fifteen minutes later, I call her back. I said, we're going to be on radio. Check your computer. She was like, what? When you're obedient? Now, let me tell you. Jesus basically did not care what people thought. If Jesus cared what people thought, we would not have what we have today. Okay? People that, you know, the disciples said, memo to Jesus. Jesus, you asking us to feed the multitude. There are 5,000 people here. Jesus, we haven't seen you walk on water and do some things, but feeding all these people with this little bit of food. Jesus, do you really think you could do that? I wish I was around when Jesus was around. I know Jesus had this look on his face at these disciples like, how many miracles I got to perform in order for you to believe? Bring the food to me. <laughs> I am Jesus. Hello? Stop playing. At the same time, you know, it, that's why, like, today, people be like, Charmaine, you're not stressed out about money. You're not stressed out about anything. You're not stressed out about your ministry. You're not stressed out about the economy. I said, no. First of all, like I told y'all with the peace of mind last week, I don't care what's going on with the world. The world ain't got nothing to do with unlimited help ministries. I serve Jesus. Jesus know what I need. It's not like he can't see me. He sees me, okay? I am not going to take my problems out of Jesus' hand and put it in my little simple hands. Because, see, when I asked him to give me a ministry, he said, I got you. He told me what it was going to be like. I have told my family what I would say and do a long time ago. Now they be like, you know what, you already said you're going to do X. Okay, you done did X. Now my father, when the day my, um, my um, brother had his baby girl, my father and I were in the waiting room, and I was like, Dad, I don't know if I need to go left or right. He was like, did you pray? You know what? Did you talk to Jesus? Because straight up, Jesus ain't never left, led you wrong. It's going to be very simple. The moment you do what Jesus tells you to do, it's going to happen like it's so easy. And I tell you, I was thinking, okay, Lord, what do I do about uh, my ministry? What do I do, Lord, about uh, my books? What do I do, Lord, about chatting with people? As soon as my dad said that, I had peace of mind. Okay, I was like, yeah, I forgot for a moment. Yeah, everybody need a reminder. So, people, I, what I'm saying to you ain't new. I'm just giving you a testimony. Y'all all heard two fish and five loaves before, 
okay? This ain't new. You just need to know that somebody actually did it. You need to hear the before, during, after. And let me tell you, when you're going through, sometimes you have that moment of doubt like, Lord, I am looking at my bank account. <laughs> I mean, on the wellness, Citibank is looking at me. I'm looking at Citibank. When I started comprehending what a brownstone is and how much money it takes, I'm like, and, then, and we were getting a great deal. Office of the Next Door was a great deal, but still, how in the world I'm going to come up with $50,000 just like that? You seen what I'm working with? You see it, Lord. At that point in time, there might have been $1,000 in the savings account. There was no money, no nothing to tap into. I was like, okay, Lord, okay, Lord. Everything was in our businesses and things like that. I was like, we can't get, I was like, Lord. Jesus was like, dude, I was just like, Jesus, let me just pray, let me pray, let me pray. Then after a while, I was just like, I just said, okay. Lord, now I'm down to a mustard seed of faith because I'm looking at this $1,000, and I don't see how $49,000 is going to multiply. Then I spent the $1,000, okay? I had to put it towards rent. I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> you know, my husband had me in charge of the finances, so he didn't know. Meanwhile, I'm telling him, okay, don't worry. When, when it's time to sit down and give them people the money, we got the money. Don't you know God will make a way out of no way. When that woman came through and said, I'm going to give you $50,000, even if my husband has slept with her, I'm going to tell you the truth. <laughs> I'm like, honey, I will forgive you because at this point I'm stressed. I don't know what to do. I was like, I don't know where it's coming from. And then, Lord, why would it come from a, a situation where this woman might have slept with my husband? I'm like, it, it can't be seedy like that. Let's just say it. I mean, I don't want to be loving money. So when I met the woman, I was like, no, she really is a woman of God. This really is up and up. I was just like, oh, my God, this really is a genuine miracle. I was like, I need to write my pastor. Because you know what? I was tired. <laughs> you know, when you tied that 10%, I was like, you know what? Pastor A.R. Bernard, this is the first time I can honestly say that when when you stand, you have done what you're supposed to do. When you have tied, when you have done, in spite of what you see, it comes straight forward. Now, he ain't never responded to my, 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 my letter. Now, I'd be sending him those letters that'd be like, yeah, I'm, maybe because I'd be telling the truth. There was a moment, Pastor, where I almost laid out. I was like almost, I was ready to come knock on your door. <laughs> but I made it through. So, people, yes, you will get to that finish line. And when you get to that finish line, you tired. You need a vacation. That's why when we were sitting at the thing and the, at, at the contract signing, and when number one had fell out, I said to my husband, I, I got to go. <laughs> I got up. You don't understand getting up. There's some things where, you know what, I'm like, I'm on some serious mess. I don't know what it is, but reality or, and I'm telling you, the brain does not know the difference between illusion and, and, and reality. There were so many times I prayed and stood on faith. You know, when two is your number and you ain't number one, it's just like, come on, I'm looking at a physical letter. But I was just like, no, sir, no, sir, no, sir. I got to go. I got to go. So let me tell you what I did. What I did, I went back to that church. You go back to the people who give you the word of God. And, and you know, even though I'm a member of a Christian Cultural Center, you know, that's the people that raised me up. 
I went back to that, that church, that seven-day Adventist church, and I don't believe what they believe. But that pastor gave me the word of God. I asked that pastor, I said, Pastor, what are you and your your flock in need of? And he was like, oh, you know, the women of our ministry, you know, they're going on interviews, and, you know, if they need suits. I said, can it be any color? You know, you know, I, I can't give you my, my, my navy blues right now because I need that. I said, but if it could be any color, I got you on that. He said, yeah, they need colors when they get on the job. They need shoes. I said, let me tell you something. I'm a size 8. Um, I wear size seven and a half shoes. How how big are the women of your your um your congregation? He said, "Look, there are a lot of sisters your size, sister. Please bring whatever you can. One or two things. I'll be appreciative." He didn't know. My closets are deep. You hear me? And um, you know, at the time I did I had fall suits, winter suits, summer suits, you know, spring suits. I said, "Honey, let me tell you. I said we're gonna do some spring cleaning." <laughs> said, start emptying out this closet, right? I said, just take everything and put it in bags. I went to the super, super's assistant, Frank. I said, Frank, come come get, take these bags. I can't lift everything. I said, come take these bags. I had 11 trash bags, 30 suits, brand new suits. You know, when I go shopping, you know, back, you know, I was buying two pairs of shoes, okay? Nine West, Aerosol, you know, all these things. I was like, I had my shoe. I gave, I gave the... Uh, the other shoes to the other people. 30 pairs of shoes in the box, boom, put in the car. Load up my Corolla because we going there. I said, as much as that could fit, everything fit. I called the pastor. I said, Pastor, I'm coming. When, you know, my donation. I said, when I get there, you unload the car, you can have whatever. He said, what you got? I said, just, I get there. He he was like, are you serious? I said, yep, and you know what? Get some racks, whatever, right now because these things don't need to be wrinkled. They're brand new, you know, hello. Okay, so he was like, all right. I was like, and he says, do you want that little coupon saying you made a tax donation? I said, no, this ain't about the government and getting a write-off. This is about saying thank you. You know what, thank you for giving me the word and being obedient. Even though I'm non-denominational, you seven-day Adventist, you was obedient, you you was my witness. You know, because, see, y'all could go and ask that minister, did I do what I did on 2000? So, hello, go ahead. And I gave back. Mo, hi Mo, sorry I'm late, hello, okay, that's what Mo just said, sorry I'm late, Mo, we missed you, we telling the, I'm telling the story, so yeah, I gave him all those things, and you know, I felt so good giving back to the people who helped me along the way, and you know what, <laughs> I was at peace, so today, you know, fast forward to 2008, I feel good, about life because I understand the prosperity principle of multiplication. People, I'm going to repeat the process for you. First, you got to figure out what you want. I'm going to rewind the tape. When we did um, the physical fitness and peace of mind, um, P component of minding your P's and Q's, I told you that... uh, a scripture that you needed to know was Psalms 23.1. I'm going to say that scripture again, okay? Because sometimes learning all of Matthews 14 and all those scriptures, that's a lot. So I like to keep it simple. Okay, Matthews 23.1, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. Okay, 
Remember I told you all to memorize that, right? When it got really hard for me to concentrate, everybody remembered the 23rd Psalms, Psalm 23.1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in one. You know, I stood on that. You stand on that scripture. You notice how that scripture fits so many different, um, it's like a one-size-fit-all scripture. It stands with us with physical fitness. It stands with us with peace of mind. And it stands with us with prosperity. And how it fits with prosperity, God ain't going to let you be out there being in want. He don't care how big it is, how small it is. And let me tell you, it's the small things that should matter too. Mama Day just turned uh, 62 on Sunday. And everybody, make sure... Y'all say hello and happy birthday to Mama Day on the online community because, you know, she loves to hear from you. Mama Day turns 62. You know Mama Day now shaving her head and going with the bald look, right? And for her birthday, part of her birthday package, I got her the, the breezers, like eight of the breezers that she used. She fell out. She was like, you know what? I was just praying to Jesus. Jesus, I don't feel like going to the store. I need me some new breezers. Yeah, it's just gonna come up in here. <laughs> Not even seven hours later, I come up there with the razors. She didn't tell me to get the razors, but Lord put it on my heart. Get your mom some razors. And you know what she was telling me today? Mama Day was saying she was like, you know what? She said, look, God blesses me with the little things, and the little things make me happy. Like, look, you bless me with the razors. Look. Your sister Melissa, I wanted this calendar, this magnetic calendar that could go in my refrigerator and I could track all my important events and it moves and I could do whatever I want. I was so happy when I got it. It's a little thing. But the little things make her happy. I said, Mom, I know what you're saying. It's just like when I get a card or balloons or a letter from the people or when the people send me an email or look, when Sabrina and Mo and whoever else joins me on the chat room, just joining me makes me happy, okay? It's the little things. And I believe God for somebody to join me on the chat room. I believe God for the little things. So when the big things come, I, look, my faith is built up. Because, look, Sabrina and Mo don't have to come on the chat room. Nobody has to show up on the chat room or listen to the radio show or come and buy a book or a T-shirt or do anything for the ministry. You know what I'm saying? Nobody. And Sabrina says, yes, it's the little things that are important, smiley face. It is. You know what I'm saying? Sabrina and Mo don't have to take their time. Nobody has to listen to this radio show. <laughs> Y'all don't have to, but you do. You know how much that means to me? How much I pray for you and that that is an answer to a prayer? You showing up is an answer to my prayer. You know how God is going to bless you? You see how multiplication works? You give. And then let me tell you, there's a scripture. You give. And it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto you. Now, do you really think all those blessings would have happened around that brownstone? And I have this testimony. If I hadn't give and tithe and done all the right things I was supposed to do as a child of God growing up 
from the time my mama put me in church back in Roosevelt all the way up until that point in time? And do you think people would come and be here um, with me now if I wasn't doing what I'm supposed to be doing now? And Mo, oh, Mo, I love you, Mo. Mo was like, that's Luke 638. That scripture I just told you, you know, I got to memorize. Mo just, thank you, Mo. Mo always come through with the reference. People, Luke 638. Mo, that's what that, the scripture I just said. Hold on, let me just pull that up. Hold on, let me just confirm. Cause he didn't. Okay, I'm looking at. So let me tell you, when you give, people give back to you, and you got stuff to stand on. Hold on. Mo got the word. Okay, yeah. Sabrina said that's what that was it. Yep. Okay. Hold on. Just. Yes, thank you, Mo. So Luke six thirty eight. Please learn that. You see how you could just stand on that? Because sometimes you get to people, and you say to yourself, Lord. You know, I got a good heart. I give to people. And you know what? You, you're you supposed to give and not be expecting something in return. That way you can't get hurt. You can't be you can't be knocked down, okay? But it's just like, well, Lord, when I am in need, sometimes nobody extends a helping hand to me. You know, sometimes I'm standing, and who's there? I got my back. When I follow Jesus, who's going to catch me? And one day, you know, a prophet told me, he said, you know what? If you fall, do you know who's going to get you? Do you know who's going to get you? I said, who? Because in my world, I be getting everybody. He said, God's got you. God's got you. And the moment you recognize that and believe that 100%, you're going to see a miracle. Well, I tell you the truth, that brownstone was evidence for me. I tell you the truth. Today, getting on the on Taboo Talk, and Sabrina's here, Moe's here, that's evidence for me. Sunday, me hearing my mama say, look, I just prayed seven hours ago for some reason, and I was bad enough to say I don't want to bring it, <laughs> go to the store and get it. And for it to come through the door, that's a blessing, okay? And, you know, for her to say, you know what, my other daughter blessed me with another desire of my heart, okay? Wow. You hear me? Wow. We got testimonies. And I know you got a testimony on prosperity to share, too. You know how I know you got a, a, pro, a, a, a testimony? Memo to all the listeners of Taboo Talk. I believe you have a job. I believe you have food on your table, clothing on your back, shoes on your feet. Right? If you got, If you need glasses, you got glasses on your head. You know, you could get your hair done. You doing all right. That's a testimony. That's prosperity. And you know what? People also need to understand. I just I just explained to you the money thing. Money because people when they think prosperity, they think money. Prosperity, true prosperity is not money. God never said he going to give you money. He never said that. Except for Malachi, he said if you he did say he would pour out blessings to you. 
but he didn't say it was just going to be about money. True money, true happiness, excuse me, true happiness comes from the blessing of God, okay, and the fruits of the Spirit, things that you can't buy. Can you buy love? Can you buy love? If we could buy love and love can't pill, you think everybody be love addicts, <laughs> but you can't buy love and then love don't come in the pill. People think love come in a bottle. Love don't come in a bottle, okay? Love don't come on the Internet, okay? Love, you can't buy it. Joy, joy, you can't buy joy. Peace, happiness, those are all fruits of the Spirit. Kindness. Goodness, people being kind to you because you you you're a good person, and because they like you, you can't buy kindness, you can't you can't buy uh, faithfulness, gentleness, you can't buy those things. You know, that's true prosperity. I'm like God, multiply my happiness, because if I'm happy, trust money gonna come. <laughs> if I'm happy, joy gonna come. All that's gonna be added on to me. You know, have you ever seen uh, the fact that when you had, you know, people say, oh, back in the day, I was really happy. Or you remember when growing up, but growing up, we 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 don't have um, everything when we're growing up. Sometimes our hardest times is our best times. Well, you know what? That's because we happy with what we got. Be content with what you got. And hold on a second. Mo said, "Praying to God can be for some a maintenance that we can't do, cannot do everything by ourselves, and there has to be somebody else far greater to make provision." Let me say that again: Praying to God can be for some a maintenance that we cannot do everything by ourselves, and there has to be somebody else far greater to make provision. Well, I'm here to tell you, people. I gave you a testimony that in my own strength, in my own resources, I could not, cannot, cannot change a fact. I went to the one source on the planet that could, Jesus. Look, in my own strength, I could not make myself happy, have joy, contentment, peace of mind, none of that. You can't do that for yourself either. only person on the planet that could do that is Jesus. And like Mo reminded me to say, make sure I get in there, pray. Pray to God is to say that you can't do everything yourself, that God has your back, and he's the way that makes provision. And then it says in Malachi 3, 10 to the end, when you bring God your first fruits, watch what he does for you. He will He will open up heaven and pour out his blessings, and you will see it. Test him on it, and you will see it come to pass, because he is the true and mighty God, and it's true. That's Malachi 3, 10 to the end. And most of the scripture says, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, Ephesians 3.20. And again, Mo says, the scripture says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, Ephesians 3.20. So as we wrap up, that word, let me remind you of the scriptures that you need to stand on, the multiplication principle. It, it, you know what? Jesus said, I come so that you could see and watch and do. 
because you will do far more and greater things than what I've done. And if Jesus could do that with a little bit and feed thousands, we could do a lot with the little bit we give it. The key is have faith. Despite what you see, continue to pray. Like Mo says and reminded me to say to you guys, pray. And continue to read the word of God for instruction. And if you're not in a ministry or get and be a part of one that is going to uplift you and word you up and teach you. And let me tell you something. I appreciate you. And if you didn't know this before, you are an answer to my prayers. You listening, you chatting, you being here. I want to thank Mo for continuing to be a, a, a minister of God and giving me support and word every time he comes on. I want to thank Sabrina for being a woman of God, for telling people about the show and just being a beacon of light. Sabrina was the first person in the chat room today, and I want to give Sabrina a round of applause. Yay, Sabrina! Thank you for being the first person here and keeping me company from the beginning of the show. I appreciate you. Keep letting your light shine, baby doll. Okay, everybody, you have a beautiful week. Remember, if nobody's told you recently, you are special. You are very, very special. You are a VIP of this planet, a very important person, because you make God look good. You are a child of God. No one can take you out of the Father and Jesus' hands. So continue to stand on peace, prosperity, and physical fitness. Oh, Sabrina says she loved me. I appreciate you too, baby doll. So continue to stand on uh, our minding our P's and Q's because we done covered all the P's, physical fitness, prosperity, and peace of mind. Now we're going to get to the Q's. Okay, let me just say this broadcast is brought to you by Unlimited Health Incorporated, where we help individuals transform uh, utilizing the principles of Jesus Christ. Starting uh, this Sunday, October 19th, we are going to have rejuvenation services, and you are welcome to attend. Log on to unlimitedhelp.com for more information on the who, what, when, and where of the rejuvenation service. And if you haven't already, please join us on Taboo Talk Online. There you can meet wonderful people like Sabrina and Mo, and I can send you your personal weekly email just uh, to say hello and to keep you uplifted. Remember, be blessed, not stressed, because you make God look good. Have a good week. Bye.
have your attention, please. May I have your attention? This is Lady Charmaine Day with Pussy Report Number One. That's Pearls of Wisdom Underground Christian Crew Intelligence Report. Tell him all. Tell him all you're going through. He'll comprehend. He is your friend. Sometimes it feels like you're all alone in a world that can often be cruel. But God has been there for you. He's never abandoned you. So tell him all. Tell him all you're going through. He'll comprehend. He is your friend. When you feel like you can't make it, and every day getting up is faking it, he'll give you the strength that you need, even if your face is as small as a mustard seed. So tell him. Tell him all. Because you know what I got? I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got, I got, I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got, I got, I got Jesus. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got, I got, I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got, I got, I got Jesus. Can you tell what the rock is cooking? I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got, I got, I got Jesus. Can you feel what the rock is cooking? Do you know what the rock is cooking? I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got, I got, I got Jesus. If you know Jesus, raise your hands. Raise them. If you know Jesus, tap your feet. Your feet. If you know Jesus, walk to the left, walk to the right, walk, 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 walk to the left, walk to the right. Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Stomp your feet. Stomp your feet. No one can tell you what you know. No one can make you feel what you don't feel. If you can't feel what the rock is cooking, what do you know? I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got, I got, I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got, I got, I got Jesus. If you have Jesus, raise your hand. If you got Jesus, stomp, stomp your feet. If you got Jesus, clap, clap your hands. I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got, I got, I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got, I got, I got Jesus. Do you know what you know what you know? I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got, I got, I got Jesus. Guess what, people? We're coming to the end. I got Jesus, you got Jesus, I got, you got, you got Jesus.